This episode of your favourite podcast is brought to you by the Pooptronic Cellular New Media Division's Director of Operations, A.B. Silver, and the fine folks at Pooptronic Cellular, the galactic leader in planet-to-planet mobile phone service. Countdown for blast off. Welcome to the Pooptronic Cellular Half Hour Pop Culture Podcast, recorded live at Pooptronic Cellular Moonbase Alpha, featuring your host, Employee 23538 Gamma, IC Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, IC Robots. I'm not a hero. I keep telling you that, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, I think we're going to have some fun. We are going to, we're going to share a bunch of personal tales. We're going to talk about the dig. We're going to talk about just all kinds of cool stuff. It's going to be one of those shows where we're just like bouncing from this and bouncing to that. It's going to be a good time. Oh, hey, check it out, man. There's Iceberg. He's back at work. He's back in the booth. Hey, yo, Iceberg. What's poppin'? Hello. I have no idea what's popping or even what that means. I don't know, dude. It just means, like, what's going on, you know? What's happening in your life, Iceberg? Why don't you say what's cracking instead? It's what the kids are saying. (laughs) So wait, hold on. You know what the kids are saying? Iceberg, I kind of don't think you do. Yes, I do. They are saying what's cracking. I heard it many times from the hip-hop kids in New York. Alright, if you say so, uh, hey Iceberg, what's cracking? Hey, why are people you know harassing me on Twitter? Oh yeah, that's right, you're on Twitter. Iceberg joined up on Twitter, you can follow him at Jupiter's Iceberg, it's all one word, uh... What do you mean people are harassing you, dude? It's like, I see you going back and forth with people, but whatever, it's like, who do you think is harassing you, dude? Some fool named Eric and some other fool named Lamar something or other. Also some guy named Gabe. Oh yeah, Uh, you know, I think I know who you're talking about. Those are like dudes who listen to the show, you know, you're just like going back and forth with them having some banter. And anyway, I mean, you were kind of rude, right? I am never rude. It is not rude to say what you think. Flesh bags are too sensitive. It's rude to call people flesh bags. Uh, I just said it, but why don't you tell people where they can find you on Twitter if they happen to be interested in doing so? People can find me at Jupiter's Iceberg on Twitter. All one word. Alright, so, I mean, why would they want to do that anyway? Why do they want to go out of their way to find you on Twitter? Because of my insights and also for the behind-the-scenes info I give about the show. Behind-the-scenes dirt, huh? Uh, what kind of dirt you be dishing, Iceberg? I told them about how you got knocked out last week when I lightly touched your back. Lightly? You call that lightly? Uh, here's what happened. I, I was eating some peanuts. I like peanuts. And one of them got lodged in my throat and I started coughing and Iceberg came up pat me on the back to see if he could knock it out. I mean, it, I wasn't choking. It was just like in my throat for a second. I was, you know, I was about to go down. I didn't need any help, but it was nice that he did try to help. But anyway, he comes up and he slams me in the back like a piston. It's like I, I shot across the room and uh, I hit my head and I, I got knocked out for a second. I mean, Iceberg, you did not hit me that lightly. It was as light as I could touch. That's not even true. I've seen you do stuff. I saw you pick up a light bulb the other day. You picked it up off the ground and you didn't even crack it. I've seen you pick up an egg. I've seen you move your arms around and not smash through the walls. It's like, 
The least you could do is say you're sorry. I am not sorry that you are so fragile. You should say that you are sorry for making me a bit concerned for your health. I should say that I'm sorry for you knocking me across the room and that maybe you got a bit, uh, bit worried that maybe you could, you kill me. It was a bit taxing. I'm not gonna apologize for that. I mean, you really want me to say that I'm sorry? Apology accepted. See, was that hard? I didn't apologize, Iceberg. I just said the words, I'm sorry. Can we cut this short? A.B. Silver is on his way here. We are going to Los Angeles. Oh yeah? Now you're going to L.A.? What for? He has tickets to the Beatles reunion show. Paul is getting on stage to perform all of the Beatles hits. He will be performing with three holograms. Holograms? He's getting up there with three holograms? Why not just, uh have two holograms and Ringo. There will be a hologram of Ringo as well. He has been dead for three years but it is not known to the general public. What do you mean Ringo's dead? I've seen Ringo on TV recently, dude. He was replaced with a replicant. Not many people know. Not many people know? How do you know then? A.B. Silver told me. So what's up, dude? I mean, like, I, I haven't heard anything about this concert. What's the deal? You haven't heard about it. It is very exclusive. Only the hippest of the hip are invited. Oh yeah? Who's who's going? Anyone that I've heard of? Me, A.B. Silver, Tupac's Hologram, Fisher Stevens and Johnny Five, Gil Gerard, Lou Diamond Phillips. People of that sort. Yeah, that does sound like a bunch of A-listers, huh? True superstars of the business. Yep, superstars indeed. All right, Iceberg, we've spent a lot of time here talking about nothing. Uh, let's get moving into the next segment of the Shizzo. This is the Pooptronic Cellular Half Hour Pop Culture Podcast. Nobody moves, nobody gets hurt. So 2.0 and me was over at the music store the other day. We had to get some reads for her saxophone. It seems like, she, I don't know, she just... Uh, she goes through reeds like crazy. I don't know if you're supposed to. I have no idea. But we're always over there getting them. So anyway, we went to Bananas at Large. That's the name of the music store in our uh, in our area. I don't even know why it's named that. I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, they don't have a jungle theme. They don't have a banana theme. They don't have like a banana mascot. I have no idea. But that's where we get the reeds. So we're over there looking around. You know how it is when you go to the music store. You kind of, you kind of foodle around with the stuff that's there. We're hitting the drums and playing the keyboards and just, I, I don't know. We're just messing around. We're having a good time. It's always fun. It's fun to go over to the music store. So we're, we're, uh, you know, diddling around and... I can hear dudes talking, the uh, the dudes that work there. They're up at the front, and one of the dudes is, you know, he's like my age, maybe. The other guy's a bit younger, and the older one is talking. He's like, I don't know what it is, you know. I went, and I took my son to the comic store the other day. The comic store is right around the corner from uh, Bananas at Large. So he's like, I took my son over to the comic store and we're in there and we're looking around and it's like, I do not know who any of these superheroes are. I have no idea. These aren't just, where's Superman? Where's Batman? Where's the Hulk? And I was, uh, I saw something. It was the Red Hulk. You know, what is a Red Hulk? And by this time, we had sort of started moving toward the register. And when we get near, he, he goes like, I mean... What even is a Red Hulk? Am I right? And he's, he, he's looking right at me. And I turn around and I see 2.0 giving me the look like, please don't say anything. Just don't say anything. But um, 
I couldn't help myself. I'm like, well, actually, uh, the Red Hulk is... He's General Thunderbolt Ross, who you might know. Uh, he was played by William Hurt in the Hulk movies. He is actually... One of the Hulk's bigger adversaries, he is, uh, he's the Hulk's girlfriend's father, and he really resents David Banner, and one of the things he wants to do is he just wants to destroy the Hulk, and he wants to destroy the Hulk so thoroughly that he's willing to expose himself to gamma radiation to become a Hulk himself. Now, I don't know why he's red and not green, but at any rate, he is now a Hulk. His hate for the Hulk is so great, and he is a super dangerous adversary for the Hulk, because... Not only does he have, you know, the Hulk's body and the Hulk's powers, but he also has the great tactical mind of uh, General Thunderbolt Ross. This guy is really a true danger to the Hulk. And he's just, he's, he's, he's you know, staring back at me with the blankest expression I've ever seen. I don't know. Uh, he asked, I guess, I guess when he asked, he did not know that he was asking the dude who does the uh, Pooptronic Segular half-hour pop culture podcast in his, uh, you know, the reigning... Sonoma County comic book trivia champion. Have I ever told you that? A couple years ago at our county fair, they had a superhero theme. Um, and every day they would have different superhero themed events. And the day that we were going, they had a superhero trivia contest. And I'm not one who uh, steps into the limelight all that much, but I had to get some. This was my time to shine. So I'm up there on the stage first few people got knocked out on the first question. It wasn't, not everybody there was a comic book expert. So the first few people got knocked out. Then a couple people got knocked out. My first question was, uh, you know, it was a simple one. They're just like, what planet does Superman come from? And I say Krypton. So I advanced to the second round. And then in the second round, a few more people got knocked out and they come to me for the second level question. These are just baby questions. I'm a bit embarrassed. But they come to me for the next round and they go, what is Superman's dog's name? And I go, Crypto, because I love Crypto and because everybody knows that. And then a few more people got knocked out and it was just me and this kid. Me and this kid together. The kid was younger than me and... I could see that the audience wanted him to win because first they, they threw him like a softball. They're just, uh, what was Batman's butler's name? And the kid's like, Alfred. And then they come to me and they go, what is the name of the real name of Aquaman? And I go, Arthur Curry. And I don't know. I thought maybe they thought that was one was going to knock me out. But then they go back to the kid and they go, what was what was the question? It was something really simple. Uh, it was something like, what color is kryptonite? And he's like, green. This was a young kid. I, you know, I feel a, a bit bad. He was maybe 10. But uh, that is such an easy question because you could be like red or green or gold or blue. You could probably name any color in the world and there is a version of kryptonite for it. So then they come to me again and they're, I don't know, they want me out and they go, what super character comes from the planet Tamaran. And I'm like, Starfire, because I watched the Teen Titans go on, on Nickelodeon. And uh, so then they go to the kid and they're trying to throw him a softball again with the question, what super team is a Superman a member of? And the kid, I don't know, you know, they, they hadn't started making DC movies at, at the rate they are going to start doing it in the future. So kid's like, um, uh, and he goes to the Avengers, and that was it, I thought I won, but they're like, no, 
you have not won yet. You have to answer one final question to win. And I'm like, all right, I guess so. You know, I'll do whatever it takes. I want to be the champion. So they lean in and they ask me, the inventor of Wonder Woman also invented what device? And I'm like, dude, the uh, lie detector. Everybody knows that. Dude was all into like bondage and all that silly stuff. So I was the winner. I was declared the Sonoma County Fair comic book trivia champion. And since they have not had a contest since, I believe that I am still the reigning Sonoma County uh, trivia champion. So take that. They actually have trivia night over at uh, my boy Chris's comic store, I think every other Saturday now, and I refuse to compete because, I don't know, man, I don't want to put the belt on the line. I am waiting for a deserving challenger. I want somebody, I want the guy over there who wins week in and week out to step to me in a contest. I don't really want that. Uh, I am more than happy to retire as the undefeated champion. I got a belt right here. Actually got this belt for podcasting, but uh, we'll say it's for comic book trivia. At any rate, uh, I'm going to take this moment right now to declare myself retired from the world of trivia. I am the Rocky Marciano of the game. I'm uh, like Floyd Mayweather, unless he comes back, retiring undefeated as a champion. So take that life. At any rate, let's move forward into the next segment of the show. Scarecrow and Mrs. King will not be seen tonight, but will return next week at this time. Yo, Dingleberry, you want it, you got it. More Tales from the Dig, a.k.a. Dig Life. The back fence of the Dig parking lot borders on a Winnebago storage lot. They have things other than uh, Winnebago's they have trailers, campers, whatever, but it's like an unmanned lot with just tons and tons and tons of these vehicles. It's probably for some sort of dealership or whatever, and they have a dog in there that wanders around. It's like a, it's a Winnebago yard dog, dude. It's the W-Y-D. You know, it's a, it's a pretty bad to the bone dog. I'm sure it's nice to its owner. It seems like it's trained, but it's, um, kind of a German shepherdy kind of thing. Big. It barks. It bears its teeth if you get near the fence. So in general, nobody get near, gets near the fence. There is a gate, though. There is a gate that opens up. I don't know what the purpose is, but there's a gate between the two uh, lots. And the other day, when I was inside the dig, the gate was open. I, I, was, I was inside the building. I did not know. But we uh, somebody was outside the door smoking or whatever, you know, puffing on a menthol. And they they looked over and they saw that the WYD was wandering around in the dig parking lot looking all looking all crazy. And of course, you know, this is a pretty scary thing. That's uh that's a a vicious dog that's moved into another territory, you know. It's probably it's like I'm gonna claim the dig parking lot for my own. So nobody wanted to go out there and get you know, people had to leave. People had to leave and nobody wanted to go out there and get their car. Uh, a couple calls were placed to the animal control people to try and come down and see if they could wrangle the dog. The dog was walking all over the place, just doing its thing. You could see it, and honestly, if I had to leave, I don't know that I would be that anxious to go over to my car, especially just having seen Green Room and the vicious attack dogs in that movie and what they can do to a person, so... I'm just, like, inside waiting with everybody else, and finally, one of the dudes who's there is like, look, I gotta go. 
I got things to do. I'm going to risk it. So he goes out and the problem is like he goes into the parking lot and he goes around. But there's a certain point where you you lose sight of dude. You just you don't know. uh, You don't know what happened. You can't see him. You don't know if the dog's mauling him. You don't know what's going on. And everybody's like, dude, if I were you, I would not go out there. It is just too risky. But he went and here's the kicker. You can see where the car exited exits the parking lot and I did not see his car exit uh eventually the owner of the lot came by to check on something and he saw that his dog was out and he you know he gathered it in and put it away and put a put a lock on and everything but um I never saw a dude leave parking lot so I don't know man as far as I know and I have not seen dude at the dig either since so as far as I know he has been mauled by a vicious beast and eaten entirely like he was eaten 100% swallowed up chewed up gone defecated back in the yard I haven't seen you brother I hope you made it I don't know how you made it because we didn't see a car leave I don't know man maybe guy was walking maybe he walked in we didn't see him walk or run out either I don't know I as far as I can tell he's gone uh T-R-O-Y, my dude. Anyway, another thing that's going on at the dig, and I talked about this a while ago, is they changed the pricing structure from a per-item basis. It used to be you'd go up with your box of things, and they would look at it, and they would decide, you know, hmm, how much is the stuff in this box worth? They might be like, some of the cashiers would be like, they'll pull every single thing out, and they'll be like, this is a quarter, this is a quarter, this is a quarter, and they add it up, and they give you a total. Some people just look at the whole box, and they go... 15 bucks. Yeah, that's what I would do. I don't want to pull things out. Um, one of our strategies is that we take our box and we pack it super tight just in hope that the person won't pull every item out. And we put the cool items toward the bottom and we put the junk on top. So they, they check out all the VHS tapes and all the audio cassettes and they're like, I don't want to pull this out knowing that there are, you know, bricks of gold at the bottom or whatever. But anyway, They recently changed from a per-item basis to a weight basis, and people were, people were concerned. You know, a lot of people make the entirety of their living buying things at the dig, and they were a bit concerned about how this might affect them. Of course, everybody, everybody thinks the worst. That's what it's going to be like. Everybody is going to say, this is it for us. This is the end. They're going to price us out of business because we buy heavy items like stereo receivers or microwaves and there will just be no no way for us to stay in business at the prices they're going to charge but i don't know I, I i wait and see how things are and this turned out to be another one where uh what's that chicken you know the chicken who uh the sky falls on his head and everybody freaks out it, I, it was kind of a situation like that because what we have learned since they have implemented the new pricing structure is they separate the items. They have $1.29 for all sort of uh, light items. You know, they say like household items. I don't even know how they designate it. But then they also go $0.49 cent for heavy items like electronics or whatever. Just, you know, bigger things. So in the end, you know, they decide what price they're going to give to you. And I believe they decide what price they are going to give you based on whether they like you or not. Like, will they weigh your stuff at the 49 cents rate or will they weigh it at the $1.29 rate? I hear some people, there's this grumpy fellow who hangs out there and I'm not going to say his name. He's a grumpy white-haired fellow and he always complains about the prices he gets. He actually complains about everything. But then there's people like me who, um, when I'm there, I keep my mouth shut. I don't say anything. I'm quiet. I don't want to get on anybody's nerves. I'm just, you know... I stay out of the way. I'm not the friendliest dude, but I'm nice. If you talk to me, I'll talk back. Otherwise, 
I mind my own business, and if I see something on the ground, I'll pick it up. And when I go to the register, they always put my stuff in the 49 cent category. So overall, for us, it's turned out to be quite quite a good thing going on. I mean, the other day I was there, I had a big box full of stuff, full of all sorts of cool stuff. There were some videotapes and some audio tapes, but there was also some toys. I found some Ninja Turtles. There was just all sorts of cool stuff in there, and I was very happy with my box. And then when they put it on the scale, it came out to be like $7.75. So, you know, if you bought some of this vintage stuff online or at a vintage store or whatever, you know, you're talking 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 bucks. Let's just might as well say a million bucks worth of stuff. And I got it, you know, for pennies. So the structure's working out for me. I got no complaints. In general, I try not to complain anyway, but, uh... Let's see. I don't know. The dig is the dig. I haven't had any gigantic scores. I haven't seen any super crazy stuff. It's just run of the mill, doing the do, doing the dig. All right, let's move into the final segment. This will give us a bit of time. Bit of time to talk about stuff. Let's move into the final segment of the show. The Pooptronics Cellular uh, Pop Culture Plus Toy Moment. I forget the proper name, but uh, we'll be right back with that. Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. He won't be sorry for long. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. The Pooptronic Cellular Pop Culture Slash Toy News Informational Moment. Still on the vein of the dig, something that I look for when I'm there is VHS tapes of old TV now. I'm mostly, I want 80s TV because I, I want commercials. I'm looking for commercials. Uh, I am in the process of making another super tape and I need commercials for it. If you want to get your hands on the super tape, hop on over to supportthereport.com. Become a $5 a month patron and you can get super tape number one. But right now I'm working on super tape number two and I need commercials. I need all kinds of stuff. And the other day... I found a pretty fun tape. A lot of times what you'll find is people just mostly, it's like the one thing I see the most is people taping things off of PBS, like uh, the Burns documentary on jazz or baseball, stuff like that, opera, a lot of opera. It's really weird. I guess people felt they needed to preserve it more than they did uh, episodes of Riptide. But I came across the tape the other day. It said uh, Tyson versus Holmes and Motocross with an X. So I thought, hey, this, you know, it'll, it'll have a Tyson fight. So that's something. So I grabbed the tape and it actually started off with the movie Alien off of TV, which was fantastic. There were a ton of commercials. And then right after that was the uh, Tyson Holmes fight off of HBO. So, so far the tape is delivering in every way that it could possibly deliver. But right after that, there was some motocross and that was okay because it had some commercials. Now, it was... Sports, so it didn't have as many kind of, it had a lot of car commercials, but there were some beer ones that were good, a few malt liquor commercials, and then all of a sudden the motocross cut out, and there was an episode of Punky Brewster. Well, maybe like half an episode of Punky Brewster, but I got the intro, so I'm going to throw that on the super tape, that's dope. Uh, and immediately after that, it cut to a Saturday night's main event. There was some wrestling. I couldn't believe it. I love wrestling. I love 80s wrestling. Uh, I got to see Outlaw Ron Bass against Brutus the Barber Beefcake in a hair versus hair match. Uh, Ron Bass won. No, I mean, the Barber won, rather. And he shaved Ron Bass right there on TV. And then right after that, 
there was an interview with Hulk Hogan, something about him and the superpowers. And then the Hulkster came out and he fought the one-man gang. The one-man gang uh, was known as Akeem the African Dream at the time. And he kind of had this, like he wore a daishiki and a kufu. And he would kind of bebop around the ring as if he were a black fella. It was kind of a weird gimmick. Uh, I think I heard somewhere that it was meant to Im- imitate the shucking and jiving style of the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. Hence, he was... Akeem the African Dream, but I don't know if that's true, but I do believe it is true. Anyway, there was Akeem bebopping on my TV. This was a fantastic tape. I was very happy to find it. And we got some good news. Um, I just found out that Supergirl is going to be moving over to the CW Network. This is great because uh, in my heart of hearts, I did feel like the show was going to get canceled off of CBS, but... They made it, man. They made it. Now, it's not going to be the greatest thing in the world. We're probably going to see a big cut in the budget moving from one of the top three networks to a lesser, you know, high number channel on the good old dial. We'll probably see her fly less. We'll probably see less of the Martian Manhunter. But the show, you know, the show is based around Melissa Benoist and how charming she is. So I'll just be happy to see her flying around and walking around in her costume, whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm happy this is. It's probably my... My second favorite of the Berlanti shows. I think that I, right now I like Legends of Tomorrow the most, and then Supergirl, and then Flash, and then Arrow. I still watch Arrow, but it's not my favorite. It's a bit too dreary. I like Flash. Uh, but Legends, I don't know, man. I like the team aspects of Legends. At any rate, I'm at the flea market the other day, and I'm walking around 2.0. We're looking at stuff. We saw some Atari games in a bin. We saw all sorts of fun stuff. And then this guy walks by, and he's talking just... Just incredibly loud. He's wearing a sideways uh, Golden State Warriors hat. The Warriors are doing awesome. And they're just... Everybody around here is a Warriors fan now. I live in uh, in Sonoma County in California. And everybody's just... They're all about the Warriors. So dude's walking around with this Warrior hat on sideways. He has some low-slung uh, Warrior sweats. And he's talking super loud. Just a bunch of weird hip-hop gibberish. But uh, one thing I heard him say was... He goes like... Man, I ain't 100% perfect. I make mistakes like everybody, you know. But uh, when I make a mistake, I'm just out there, you know, just giving my haters hope, you know. Just giving my haters hope. They need it too. And I-, I took that to heart. You know, sometimes you might be down. Sometimes things might be working against you. Things might not be go going in the way that you want them to. But uh, just look at it like all you're really doing is just giving your haters a little, just a small wedge of hope. Just a small wedge. Because... They need it too, you know, your haters are people, you know, you gotta give your haters hope. Gotta give hope to everybody out there, so we might be down right now. We might be getting kicked around by A.B. Silver and, uh, to some degrees, Iceberg, but you just gotta say, hey man, just giving my haters hope. Just giving the haters hope. Ugh, speak of haters, look, it's A.B. Silver. Oh, hey, A.B. Silver, I'm recording here. Are you, are you looking for Iceberg? He's over in the rec room playing foosball with himself. I see robots. I heard your last episode and also this episode. Yeah, that's cool, man. Did you like it? I have warned you repeatedly about talking about other companies' properties. What do you mean? I, I'm not I'm not sure that I, that I did that. You talked about a movie called Green Room as well as a Marvel movie. I cannot allow you to do that. Well, what do you want me to do? The show has to be entertaining or nobody will listen. G- give me an, an idea of what you might like to hear on the show. Talk about Pooptronic movies. We have many fine films on the docket. Oh yeah, really? Such as? 
such as our time travel movie with Fisher Stevens reprising his role as Ben Jabachia from Short Circuit. This time he is a time cop like JCVD in Time Cop. Our movie is called Time Constable though. That sounds exactly uh, like Time Cop, but with Fisher Stevens and Johnny Five. I mean, tell me like one difference between the two movies uh yeah he has an awesome robot overlord played by the robot who was johnny five in the same film i mentioned before the classic short circuit so basically it's like time cop but with fisher stevens and johnny five is like his robot overlord uh that, that, that sounds terrible i don't want to talk about that if i hear you mentioning other movies or toys again i will have to take action you have already been warned once do not make me warn you again. This is a Pooptronics show and you are a Pooptronics employee. Act accordingly. AB, I think that I am a good employee. I think that I am acting accordingly. I do the vents, I do the ducks, and I host the show. It's just, I, 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 don't know, I, don't, I don't know what you're thinking. I am thinking that I might come in and host the show myself if you cannot fulfill the requirements of a host. Please don't do that, dude. I think that I do a pretty good job with the show. I mean, you don't, you don't think that I do a good job? Your job is to promote Pooptronic products such as our new line of phones that can receive both cellular and CB radio signal, provided you attach an antenna to your hat or backpack. They are called CB cells. They are sure to be popular come Christmas time. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they will sell a lot of those come Christmas time. CB cells, CB accommodation cell, that sounds awesome. I see robots. I do not think that you are listening. I am going to end the show here so that we can have a little talk about your behavior. I shall do the sign-off and show you how it is to be done. Come on, dude. Cut it out. Don't do that. Listen closely as I do it. This is AB Silver signing off for IC Robots and the host of the show Iceberg 13. Thanks for listening. If you don't know, now is the time that you will know. Recorded live on the Pooptronics Cellular Moon Base Alpha, this has been a Pooptronics Cellular Broadcast Division production.